you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories and... At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took... I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Three Fates Decide. My name is Mary. I'm one of, and I'm here with two of my co-hosts, uh, Sam and Liz. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Tonight we are going to be talking about Star Wars. A few weeks ago, we we talked about the original trilogy. Tonight we are going to be talking about. The ill-fated prequel trilogy, episodes one through three. Well, there is an argument to be made that uh, the sequel trilogy is <laughs> a bit ill-fated, too. Well, yes, yeah. but this one was really hated <laughs> on. I yeah, think I don't think there's one film that actually what? was liked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they should have just kept it the original three and called it a day, but, you know. Pretty much. Gotta yeah, make the money fanboy somehow. money is too good. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And you know what? We're all suckers because we do it. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen all of them. Yep, me too. I own all of them. Yep, me too. <laughs> okay, to be fair to to our audience, um, I'm the only one out of the three of us who is not a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm mostly watching some of these well, some of these movies I did watch before, but some of them, I'm only watching them because we're going to talk about them. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, that's, for, that's for full disclosure. It's okay. <laughs> Honestly. Good, 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 good job. <laughs> uh, all right. So the um, prequel um, trilogy is, as you know, three movies. Uh, first one is The Phantom Menace. It came out in May of 1999. The second one is Attack of the Clones. It came out May of 2002. And then the third one is Revenge of the Sith, which came out in May of uh, 2005. Yes. So, yeah. I guess been we'll- a little, little bit since they've come out, but... Yeah. 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 I started. I started to try to watch them again just to catch my to refresh my memory. I sadly could not make it through the first one. <laughs> that one definitely, yeah, yeah. And, and, As and you can tell, people- we're all so excited to talk about this trilogy because it's just <laughs> it's. Oh, I mean, yeah, don't get listen. me wrong. I love a lot of the actors that were in it, but oh my. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no. I I the actors, you know, and poor Hayden Christensen, which he doesn't get introduced until episode two. Yeah. I like him he, and I actually feel bad for how much he was trashed for playing yeah. Anakin Skywalker. I didn't think he was that bad, but he's actually coming back as Anakin in uh a new it's yeah. a Disney Plus series or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I guess they liked them anyway. They said, yeah. "Screw you, fans! We're bringing them back." But- I mean, I didn't. He none of the actors did necessarily did a terrible job acting. It was the script. Yeah, think, agreed. Was the main issue with that I had with the movies? I should say that and uh, one one character in particular. That we, we meet very early on in the first movie, and it's just he just sets the tone for the whole show, and the whole the whole trilogy. And you're just like, why have they not tried to to uh, force choke him? Multiple I think times. I know who you're talking about. I you I know you know who and they, I'm talking they, about. They did they did cut him out of most of it after the first uh, movie. So yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because, like, you know, the screenwriters or whatever. So for the first movie, George Lucas wrote it. The second movie, he wrote part of it and had a another person help him. And then he wrote the third one. So this is all George Lucas. You would think after the success that he had with the original three, he would know how to George do a do, do a better prequel. <laughs> do better, George. God. George, do better. <laughs> George, you're a phenomenal director. Do better. <laughs> oh my god. Let's uh I guess let's get started. We'll do yep. a quick synopsis. Um, Dive on in. Of each episode, kind of go through things that we like, things that we didn't like, which I think that list might be a little bit bigger. And uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, some some fun trivia for you. All right. So episode one, Phantom Menace. It takes place 32 years prior to the original films. Um, it starts off with two Jedi's. So you have Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which we know Obi-Wan from the original uh, trilogy. trilogy. Um, they discover the corrupt Trade Federation has formed a blockade around the planet Naboo. Um, Naboo's Senator Palpatine, who is secretly a Sith Lord, Darth Sidious, Sidious who we also met in the original trilogy um has engineered the blockade as a pretext to become supreme chancellor of the galactic republic um with the help of naboo's queen padme amidala and uh the amazing yet not amazing jar jar binks <laughs> qui-gon <laughs> and obi-wan managed to escape the blockade they wind up on Tatooine to repair their ship because they like crashed, and that's when they meet a little boy who's a slave on Tatooine called Anakin Skywalker, hence the last name Skywalker. Qui Gon thinks he's the quote unquote chosen one, and decides to take Anakin with him to train him to be a Jedi. Uh, the Jedi Council did not want um, Anakin. To be yes. trained as a Jedi because they felt that he would, at, at the time, if, I re, if I'm remembering it all correctly, at the time they felt that he was not strong enough in the Force. So I think what it is is because he left his mother, they felt that he had too much emotion to become a That's Jedi. It. And when you become a Jedi, you basically have to learn how to not live with emotion because emotion is the pathway to the dark side. So this is yeah. kind of like foreshadowing mm -hmm. for young, young Anakin. Um, but yeah, so Qui-Gon decides, you know what? I don't care what the Jedi Council says. I'm going to take Anakin as my new apprentice anyway. Meanwhile, he still has Obi-Wan. So they kind of make Obi-Wan his own, you know, a master himself. And uh, meanwhile, Palpatine persuades queen amidala to vote no confidence on the galactic senate's leader which basically forces him out and pushes for a new vote which will get palpatine to become the new person in charge of the senate which is exactly what he wanted so all of this is is his ploy mm -hmm. um on naboo padme reveal so padme I, there's one part I skipped. I, I, excuse me. I apologize. So Padme is with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan when they go to Tatooine. And she's she says that she is a servant of the Queen. And when they get to the Trade Federation, she reveals that she's actually the real Queen. And the person that's um, pretending to be Queen is actually the, like, you know, is like a, a step in for her to protect her. Yeah, it's, so, it's actually a, like, what is it, like a body double, a body slave? Yeah, body double, double to protect. <laughs> yeah. So basically the Tread Fe Trade Federation then starts fighting because basically they want to kill the queen. Um, so there's like a whole big battle. Anakin hides in a starfighter ship 
and man by accident triggers the autopilot and shoots off into space to go help everyone uh that's fighting and to cause the destruction of the trade federation's like ship and like deactivates the droid army so he basically helps win meanwhile qui-gon and obi-wan are in a lightsaber duel with maul Darth who has maul. the this awesome double saber sword unfortunately he does quill kill qui-gon but obi-wan manages to slice him in half yes and and you know, wins. And basically at the end, there's a whole big celebration. The Palpatine is chancellor. The Republic is, you know, restored. And Yo- Master Yoda promotes Obi-Wan officially to a Jedi Knight and basically tells him, you can take Anakin as your apprentice. And that's pretty much how we end that yep. lovely um, <laughs> movie. The first episode. Yes, first episode. The first <laughs> Episode one. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Fun fact of the day. The first one, which I think now most people know, is that the body double for Padme is actually um, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you, they look so similar in their makeup that their parents actually couldn't tell who was who at times on set. Which is pretty, which is pretty amazing and kind of odd. Yeah, because yeah. the if you would look at the two of them side by side with and just like normally, they look nothing alike. Nothing. Nothing alike. And I mean, they're both. I mean, Natalie Portman. I enjoyed her as as Padme Amidala, but in the first episode, I did. Yes first episode i did <laughs> kind of kind of got annoyed with her in the second and the third yeah she got mm. a little whiny towards the mm. end yeah. but no had uh this had an amazing cast you had ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi liam nielsen who i adore as qui-gon natalie portman as we said is queen amidala uh, mm-hmm. a young jake lloyd who was uh, kind of a known kid star around that time he played anakin um ian mcdermott came back from the original trilogy and did senator palpatine we Mm -hmm. had the amazing samuel jackson yes who was in charge of the jedi council Uh, i can't think of his name uh thank you master windu so, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of other characters, but those are like the big name stars right, I, right, right, I would right. consider. So, yeah, let's uh, dive in real quick on our thoughts of this. I, uh, all I can say is I thought it was a very slow-paced film. Not a lot of action. It, it just, yeah. And again, as <laughs> we're going to talk about, Jar Jar Binks was just annoying as hell. Oh God, I I I wanted to slap Jar Jar Binks so bad. Misa say, <laughs> I mean, he's, I, I, yeah, yeah. He's like he's clearly like one of those characters that was meant to become like the toy character later for the merchandising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that. Well, he was he was targeted for the kids watching the movie, but and. Fortunately, they 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 kind of fell short of they. I don't know if they overshot the childish mark or they undershot it. I I'm still not sure which. It he was. They, I don't know. He just God. It just no. Yeah, that that's that that's <laughs> That's why I can't watch the movies, especially the first one. Well, what's what's funny is that because so many people did not like Jar Jar Binks, he was actually supposed to be a bigger character in the second and third movies, but because there was such a dislike for that character, he was there, but like very seldomly, and he didn't speak, really. They they just completely like cut his character because so many people disliked him. Yeah. He, he just, he, he was 
It was bad. He was bad. <sighs> but uh, oh. but no, I mean, I thought the the actors did well. Poor the poor little Jordan. Uh, another little trivia. Apparently, it was after he was teased relentlessly in school because of his portrayal of Anakin that he quit acting. Oh, yeah, it's kind of sad that happened, but you know, I didn't. Yeah. Think did, I didn't think they did bad. It's just they were give, they were not given a good script to go off of is the problem. I did think the ca- the character of Anakin he was annoying. Not that Jordan did bad, but the character itself he was a, an annoying, whiny. And I mean, I get it. He's you know Typical his nine year old slave. Yeah, like you know whatever. But it was like I don't know. Like the the scene that comes to my mind. He's like when they're in front of like the Jedi Council and like they're questioning him or whatever. Like the way he like responded to things, I would have backhanded him so quick. Like, boy, who are you talking to? Like, I know, right? You don't, you don't even know. <laughs> like, disrespect. God, things that I liked. I mean, there there wasn't the graphics were better than the original three, but it's also because it was the late '90s and early 2000s, so graphics were better. Of course, watching them now, you're like, wow, these graphics are terrible. But for the time, yeah, they were better. Right. That's about all I can say in terms of positivity. Yeah, there, there, there's not, there was not a lot of, the, about the only really positive thing that I really enjoyed was, I like, I, I, I love Liam Neeson and I love uh, Ewan McGregor. So watching those two together on a film was like, yay! yeah pretty much i have to agree with that (laughs) because i'm just like i really want them to do more films together because they have such good on street on screen chemistry that they can play off of right Mm -hmm. i would love to see them do a do something completely different with the two of them because i'm just like that would be so much fun oh yeah absolutely all right should we continue on Yes, we will continue on to Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Dun, dun, dun. So this takes place 10 years after the first movie. And basically the Galactic Republic is threatened by a separatist movement organized by a former Jedi Master, Count Dooku. Padme is now senator and she comes to vote on a motion to create an army to assist the Jedi against the you know impending threat and she has an assassination attempt when she arrives and is placed under the protection of obi-wan kenobi and his older now apprentice anakin skywalker they're able to uh stop a second attempt on padme's life and you know find the assassin but unfortunately before they got a chance to really talk to the assassin they were killed by a bounty hunter um before she can reveal anything the jedi council tells obi-wan to go find the bounty hunter and for anakin to stay and protect padme and escort her back to naboo and awkward upon awkward the two of them wind up falling in love and it's kind of gross but we'll get into (laughs) that a little bit later but obi-wan winds up on planet Kamino, where he discovers there's a huge army of clones that are being produced for the Republic under the name Sifodias, who is a Jedi that passed away. Um, and the bounty hunter Jango Fett is serving as their genetic template. So Obi-Wan wants to go and meet with Jango, and he winds up revealing that the clones were an idea from a man named uh, Tyranus. Um, Obi-Wan basically figures that Django is the bounty hunter that he's been looking for since that second assassin. And they fight a little bit. And uh, basically Obi-Wan's able to put like a tracker on Django's ship and follows him to his home and meets his son, Boba. Again, Boba Fett! Foreshadowing. Uh, on their, and, appa- and his son is a clone, apparently on the planet Ge- Geonosis. Geonosis. So, thank you. You're welcome. This is why I keep you around. 
<laughs> well, the other reason I know it's, it's Genosis is because I watch a, I watch a YouTuber that uses the same name. Ah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, meanwhile, while, you know, Obi-Wan's actually doing what he's supposed to do, Anakin all of a sudden starts getting visions of his mother, Shmi, who's in a lot of pain and, you know, is not doing very well and decides to go home to Tatooine and Padme goes with him and he finds out from his previous owner, Watto, that he sold Shmi to a farmer and that the farmer had actually freed her and married her. And she, he finds out that, unfortunately, his mother was abducted by the Tusken Raiders a few weeks earlier. And basically, they stop the search. They just figure that she's dead. So Anakin decides to go out and find her and does, finds the camp, finds his mom barely alive. But unfortunately, she dies in his arms. And he gets so angry. Remember what we talked about in the first episode about how the Jedi were concerned about his emotions. He yeah. gets so angry that he just kills everybody. He can't control them. He can't control them. So men, women, children, he doesn't care. He he doesn't care. Kills them uh, all. He, he kills them all. Um, and basically he Hello. later... Yes. He tells Padme later on that basically he doesn't care what the Jedi says. He's going to make sure that the people that he loves will not die and that the powers that he has, you know, are, are going to be used to protect them, even though that that's a link to the dark side. And it is forbidden for the Jedi to use your emotions. He doesn't care. He's going to do what he wants to do. So going back to the good Jedi, Obi-Wan, um, he discovers that the Separatists are gathering and they're developing a droid army with the Trade Federation. Remember from the first movie uh with viceroy and basically viceroy was the one that ordered the attempts on padme's life obi-wan basically transmits a, a message to the jedi council but unfortunately is is captured by the separatist uh doku basically explains his role in the confederacy and basically tells him that the darth lord sidious is in charge of of a huge part of the galactic senate so kind of tells him without telling him that you know he's like the, the sith is isn't is in charge of everything he tries to tell him or he he then wants to work with him but obviously he doesn't use the correct ways of the force so obi-wan basically tells jo doku like no i'm not helping you um or anything so then the meanwhile, the Senate re uh, representative Jar Jar Binks, we all love him, uh, proposes a successful vote to grant emergency powers to Chancellor Palpatine, allowing for the clone army to be authorized. So pretty much everything that, even though he's a bad guy, Doku is telling Obi Wan is true. It's yeah, it's all messed up. Um, Anakin and Padme had intercepted the the message from Obi-Wan so they know where he is. So they decide to go and rescue him. They both get captured. Oh, and but, but before they left, they did send the message to the Jedi. So they do know where Obi-Wan is and all that. But Anakin and Padme go to Genosis to go rescue. They get into a fight. They get captured. And then it's like this whole big kind of uh, Roman-esque fight with these weird animals and... and Gladiator games. Yeah, it's like a gladiator type of deal where, you know, they're basically being um, killed in front of everybody. But, you know, they're they're Jedi, so they manage to these big monster animals that are weird. And the Jedi show up and there's a whole big fight and they wind up going after Doku, who tried to escape uh, Doku engages in a lightsaber duel with them he manages to sever anakin's right arm which if you remember from the original 3d uh same thing happened to luke via darth vader mm -hmm. yoda comes in and defends them and basically beats them but doku is manages to get away anyway but basically it ends with the jedis acknowledging that the clone wars have officially 
started and the whole movie ends with Anakin and Padme secretly getting married on Naboo and the only witnesses are C-3PO and R2-D2 because who doesn't want androids to be the witnesses at their wedding (laughs) (laughs) and that is the end of (laughs) Attack of the Clones yes a a lot happened in this movie yeah. It's like it's like stuff happened and yet somehow you feel like what what the hell is this? <laughs> oh one thing I forgot, Django Fett did get beheaded. Yes. That that's the one thing I forgot. I, I apologize. In the battle. By Mace uh, Windu. Master yes. Mace Windu. Windu's like pacha. So Django Fett's gone and here comes uh Boba Fett. I was gonna say here comes Boba Fett. Who's who is also getting his own Show on Disney Plus. Mm. So that's a little, little something. And as <laughs> as is Obi Wan Kenobi, he is also getting his own show on, on uh, Disney Plus, as he should. Yes. I mean that would actually be kind of interesting because I mean undoubtedly yeah. he must have been doing something in between the end of the uh, prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. So. Hmm. Be very interesting huh. to see. I'm reading some of the trivia. So apparently Samuel L. Jackson said that the words bad motherfucker are engraved on the hilt of his lightsaber. Which is <laughs> as we all know, those are some some of his uh <laughs> things that he said a lot, especially in pulp fiction. So Yes. Palpatine is just he's a master manipulator, man. He he's on his game. Boom. You're really gonna see how manipulative he is in the next one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh you guys may have realized I mentioned how gross it was that Anakin and Padme fell in love. And and I guess part of it is because even though I I'm guessing the age gap technically isn't that big. But when you think of the first movie, you have little Jordan, who's like nine. And then you have Palpatine, or Palpatine, Padme, who is, she's probably only like 14, 15 as queen. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, you have uh, Natalie Portman, who was like 18, 19 at the time. So it's like to see that and then, you know, all of a sudden the second movie, yeah, it's been 10 years, but like. Dude, he was like a he was a, a a kid. He was a baby when you met him, and now you're you're making out with him. I know it was disgusting, and they made it awkward. Like this is one thing. Like Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen didn't have I didn't think anyway really good chemistry. No, so it was awkward. Yes, <laughs> it was just really really awkward. It That's was. my take. It was because I mean I look at other people that I'll tell you another one that didn't have and this has nothing to do with Star Wars but it's just we have already we already spoke about Karen Knightley and uh, Clive Owen in um, King Arthur. They, 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 there was cause she played he played obviously King Arthur she played Guinevere. There was no freaking chemistry between the two of them and there was no chemistry between her and Lancelot either who was she supposed to. And it's just like, oh, good God. And maybe that's why it was so bad, though. Like, it, it's the lack of chemistry. I, I think so. That just made it even more icky. Icky? I'm going to say that. Icky. Icky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Apparently, Sync was supposed to be... Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, Sync, who was my favorite boy band as a teenager, filmed a scene... Of them playing Jedi's in the nightclub scene near the beginning of the uh, film, but it was cut out of the final film. That would have been stupid. I don't even know why they even bothered. Why not? PR. Well, he he. It said here that Lucas had asked them to do it to to satisfy his daughter. Oh, well, there you go. It's all George Lucas's fault. Damn it. No, personally, I think it was better off he cut that out because that would have yes. just been, that would have made it more stupid. It, it, it was would have been bad. Any anything that you guys liked, disliked? Did you like it better than the first one? Less than the first one? I actually like this one even less than the first one. Yeah, uh, 
there's yeah, the a, awkwardness. Yeah, the awkwardness. Yeah. Just like, ugh. The only good parts were anything that had to do with Obi-Wan. That was about it. <laughs> yeah, watching competent people do competent things is actually pretty good. You know? <laughs> that, well, well, that, and I mean, honestly, Ewan McGregor is not, not hard on the eyes at all. In any way, shape, or form, I just could sit and watch that man all day long. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that 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 was pretty much the only reason I I, I really even. I'm I'm reading a, a top yeah. review, and uh, hmm. you know they're like, oh, the the plot isn't well thought out and felt convoluted, which uh-huh. I agree. Poor yeah, Hayden Christensen gave a truly abysmal performance as Anakin. And but and I don't necessarily think that was his fault. That was the that was the shitty plot or he, the shitty he, uh, script. The guy praised everybody else but Anakin, so, <laughs> or uh, except for Hayden, excuse me. And then he goes, uh, "This is pretty funny." And although the presence of Jar Jar Binks was toned down here, his presence anywhere seemed jarring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. At it. No major trivia that I saw in for the second one. No, but yeah, no, I, I, I personally didn't think Hayden did as bad as people thought. You know, I, I don't know if people just thought he was overacting. The third one, I think he had some questionable moments. We'll get into that when we get to the third episode. But yeah. I honestly didn't think he did that bad in this episode. And honestly, people praise Natalie. I didn't think she did that well. I didn't yeah. think she did that well in any of them. And they're like, oh, she's awesome. No, she's not. Like, this was not her her uh, trilogy. Like, I, I didn't like her character. Maybe it's the character. I just didn't like her at all. I thought the first one, she was okay. But the second and third one, she just annoyed me. I wonder if it's also because, like, George Lucas, he's lost it. Like, his directing yeah. ability, if he just, like, lost it. Because... I, I double checked. I looked up like for the prequel trilogy. He directed all three, and mm-hmm. I think he wrote all three. Yep, which is not a good sign. Yeah, and he created all three. Yeah. Which, you know, so he thought about the whole premise. He wrote it, then he directed it. Worked for him for the first three, not so much for these. Well, I mean, yeah. well, the, the original trilogy, he had co-writers in in, in episode. Uh, five and six, though. Yeah, he only had co-writers for episode two. Didn't work out very well for him. <laughs> Not at all. It just he he needs the co-writers. He really does. But unfortunately, the co-writers didn't work out well either. So what happened? Yeah. It's- yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like well, this this is a general criticism of George Lucas, but it it just feels like. The way Star Wars was done, it, it, it honestly feels like he had a cool idea for the very first movie. And then when he realized that it's actually popular and people want to keep watching it, he's like, oh, crap, I have to come up with more stories. That's honestly oh, what it feels like. I, you know, and I really think he did like because the original three and I know we talked about this, they were they were fine. You know, yes, there were certain movies that were better than than the others, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like as yeah. a trilogy as a whole, I thought it was great. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why it became so popular. And notice how long after they decided to do this prequel trilogy, and it's almost like they wanted to do like the origin story type of deal to like how did we get to where we were? It just they just didn't do it right. They, they fell like, well short of the mark. Yeah, and and what's crazy is like they kind of go into the origin. Like you know, you know that Darth Vader is and is uh, Luke's father, and they say who his father is. They say Anakin. That he knows he was a Jedi. Like he learned. Like so. Like they had the whole. Like they had the story. They just didn't execute the extended version of the story very well. Right. I mean, this this is this is like has the like I was saying before. This has been a personal criticism I had about Star Wars. It is entertain like overall the movies are very entertaining. I mean, I'm not saying they're not. It's just that if you were to dig deeper into the actual stories themselves, it's like um, 
it honestly, it genuinely feels like they kind of slap together the plot um, without, and because they hadn't really thought of the plot ahead of time per se. It's like you, there's a difference between a trilogy that was written specifically to be a trilogy versus a movie trilogy where it wasn't actually designed to be a trilogy it it just happened that the first movie did great and now now there's a demand for sequels or a continuation and now you have to come up with a story which is how i felt like kind of happened with the original trilogy except he got fortunate that his co-writers on the script were scripts were actually pretty good because nobody because like most people would agree that episodes five and even six are probably the best movies out of the whole nine movie saga so it, it kind of feels like with the prequel trilogy like you were saying sam is that you they already introduce bits of the origin in the original yeah. trilogy and they're trying to flesh it out but it almost feels like they didn't really go in with a they you know they were kind of going in with like a half-baked plan yeah <laughs> really <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's kind of, I mean, the reason why like I felt like the original trilogy was not really written to be a trilogy per se originally is because there were things in the very first movie. And when you think back on it, you realize, well, the, the, there were details that weren't consistent in the, you know, in, in the following two movies. So it's like, what's going on here? And I, that's what I started suspecting that, he wasn't writing it initially to think of, you know, thinking that this was actually going to be a series of movies, which makes sense because until the first movie came out, you know, when was the last time you saw a space opera like this before? Right. So I honestly think that he just kind of came up with, you know, uh, The Empire Strikes Back and, you know, Return of the Jedi, you know, because there was a sudden demand for it and like i was saying before i think he just got lucky that his collaborators on those two were actually very good you know so they made them into better movies so mm -hmm. pretty much all right let's jump into the third one yeah revenge of the sith dun, dun, dun. all right so above uh Coruscant, which is where like the senate all it's like kind of like a huge major city planet thing anyway um obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker are on a mission to rescue the quote-unquote kidnapped supreme chancellor palpatine from the separatist commander general grievous after they get onto the ship they battle count dooku again and this time Anakin manages to get the upper hand and Palpatine pretty much orders him to kill him and he decapitates his head. Uh, Grievous, General Grievous manages to escape and runs away. The ship that they're on is like all beat up and you know destroyed and they manage to crash land it onto Coruscant and everyone's okay. Palpatine's okay, Obi-Wan's okay, Anakin's okay. So they all go back down and celebrate. Yay, they they won that battle, whatever. Anakin reunites with his now wife, Padme, and she reveals that she is pregnant. And even though he's excited, he starts to have similar visions that he had with his mother of Padme dying in childbirth. So he starts like mentally freaking out. Um, Palpatine points Anakin to the Jedi Council as his personal representative over the Council's like that that's just not the way things are. So now the Council is super suspicious of Palpatine. So they decide to approve Anakin's uh appointment basically, but they will not grant him a Jedi Master, which kicks him off, but they instruct him to spy on Palpatine. And as a result, Anakin starts losing his faith in the Jedi. And so it's like all, you know, bad juju with them. Um, meanwhile, Grievous went to Utapau 
and he relocates the Separatist leaders on a volcanic planet called Mustafar. Obi-Wan manages to find him, confronts Grievous, and kills him. And Yoda travels to the Wookiee homeworld, which is called Kaishik, and wants to be there to defend it from the Separatist invasion. Because now the Separatists are pretty much kind of going everywhere. Um, Palpatine is kind of messing with Anakin's head and talking about the Force and mentioning how, like, the dark side, you know, will help him with certain things and offers to teach him ways to use the dark side, especially to prevent death of the people that he loves, a.k.a. Padme. Anakin pretty much figures out that Palpatine is a Sith Lord and is behind this clone war that they're now involved in and runs to tell Master Windu and goes with Master Windu to confront Palpatine, even though Anakin is worried about Padme. So uh, Windu goes to kill Palpatine and Anakin, who's just so worried about, you know, losing Padme, winds up killing Windu or helping kill Windu. He, he cuts off his arm before he has a chance to kill him. And then Palpatine basically knocks him with like his electric whatever and, and kills him. Um, Anakin then pledges himself to the Sith, to Palpatine, and becomes Darth Vader. Palpatine then, now that he pretty much has control, um, issues Order 66 to the clone troops, and that's basically to kill all Jedi generals in the galaxy. So slowly but surely, you see all these different Jedis getting killed. He sends Anakin to the Jedi Temple, and Anakin kills the little kids want to be jedis they call them younglings it's very sad um and then uh he goes to see adame and you know tells her that something is wrong and he doesn't know what's going on or anything but he has to go and 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 travel but you know he'll he'll be okay he'll be back so he goes up to mustafar and kills the separatist leaders and palpatine declares himself now the emperor for the the senate and transforms the republic into the empire and basically says that the jedis are a bunch of traitors and that you can't trust them and you know ends the time of the jedi obi-wan and yoda manage to survive order 66 and they go back to uh Crucian. oh my god i can't say city coruscant. place <laughs> that that place yeah coruscant. coruscant um and obi-wan then learns that anakin turned to the dark side so yoda tells obi-wan you go and take care of anakin he's going to take care of palpatine so obi-wan thinks well what's the best way to find him would be to go to padme cuz he he knew he he ne- never said it but he knew that Anakin and Padme were, you know, messing around and stuff like that. So he tricks, or he tells Padme about Anakin's treachery, Padme, and he leaves. Well, Padme thinks he leaves. Padme decides to travel to Mustafar, where Anakin is, and Obi-Wan stows away on her ship. When they get there, she, you know, confronts Anakin about what's going on. She finds out that it's actually true. She gets very, very upset. And then Anakin sees that Obi-Wan's there. He thinks that Padme betrayed him. He basically chokes her and she falls to the ground unconscious. And then Obi-Wan and now Vader do an epic lightsaber duel. And it ends with Obi-Wan cutting off Vader's legs and his left arm. So he's basically on the bank of a river of lava and he winds up lighting on fire. And he takes, uh, Obi-Wan takes Vader's lightsaber and he leaves thinking that, you know, he's going to die. So he leaves. Um, Meanwhile, Yoda battles Palpatine. They, no one really wins. Yoda manages to flee with another senator, Organa, and regroups with Obi-Wan and Padme, where Padme then gives birth to twins. What are the twins' names? I'm so glad you asked. It's Luke and Leia. I know, it's such a shocker. I am shocked myself. (laughs) Um, And then 
Padme forgets the fact that she has two kids um, and decides she doesn't want to live anymore because her husband is a Sith Lord and dies. So that's basically like the only thing they say. Like she lost her will to live. Like she didn't care that she had twins. I, listen, I don't like Padme. I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, but she basically tells Obi-Wan beforehand that she still thinks that there's good in him. Palpatine manages to find Vader. He's still alive. I don't know how, but he is still managed alive. He puts him in a black armored suit with some oxygen and thus the Darth Vader that we all came to know and love actually in the original three is born with his little Um, and then Palpatine really kind of seals the deal for Vader when he asks if Padme was okay. And Palpatine tells him that he killed her, which, I mean, I guess kind of like in a way he did, but like he, he didn't at the same time. Yeah. Basically, he said it just to make him all upset. Um, so Obi-Wan and Yoda decide to conceal or to hide the twins from the Sith because they don't know you know, what's going on. They don't want the kids to get in trouble, so they decide to split them up after Padme's funeral, which is on Naboo. Organa, uh, Senator Organa, decides to adopt Leia with his wife and take her to Alderaan, and that's where she grows up, as we know from the first movie, and Obi-Wan takes Luke to his step-uncle and aunt in Tatooine, and that's where he then grows up, and that is the end of the first trilogy. Huzzah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. It's um, over, people. We yeah. Made it. Oh, God. Honestly, we, out of the three, I thought this one was the best. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, if I had to pick which one is the best of the three, I would agree that this one is the best one just because um, it, it, really, it really puts you into that place where now you see how everything went completely wrong right oh, mm -hmm. oh absolutely okay. yeah it kind of yeah. shows like what happened to anakin how he turned why he turned listen the man did have a good reason but this is why the jedi didn't want him to be a jedi so, yeah you know they they i got it i understood but yeah no I, out of the three i thought this one was definitely the uh best apparently hayden christensen gained 24 pounds of muscle for this movie. He did have a lot of shirtless scenes. Not upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did we what did we think? I mean, yeah, I mean the the only thing I liked about it was like, okay, obviously the visuals were great. Like I said earlier, it, it really sets up like how everything went completely wrong and how we ended up in the original trilogy. But uh, there's so many things that happen in it that are like really Really? That happened? Come on. Did it have to happen? Well, like, and you want to know what annoyed me was, so, like, Anakin right away, like, gets mad at the Jedi. Now, the Jedi literally have been taking care of him for years. And one little thing, and he, like, all of a sudden, he has no trust in the Jedi anymore. Like, he was willing to just throw it all away over... Palpatine, who again, as I mentioned, master manipulator, he saw the one weakness that Anakin had at the very beginning of that movie, and now is it. And he just sunk his teeth right into him and knew, like, this is how I'm going to win, and just completely took over from there and manipulated him to the point that even though Anakin knew he was bad. And he was a Sith Lord and like, yeah, okay, he wanted to like take him and like put him in jail or whatever. Like Windu explaining like he's too dangerous to be kept alive, but because selfishly he still needed him to protect Padme, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I don't care if you die and I'm gonna become a Sith because, you know, I gotta protect my, my wifey. Yeah, it's just, you know, Anakin just, again, I get it, but at the same time it's like he just switched so freaking quick. I don't like I, I just can't. Yeah. The this trilogy was just bad from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, so but that's basically the the end of the 
the trilogy, that trilogy, the prequel trilogy, it does set the this last movie does set up the next trilogy, you know, the original trilogy, very well. At least from the Luke Leia perspective, you don't really learn about like Han uh, or anything like that until later with their his own personal like origin story movie so as as you guys can can tell we really don't have that much to say because we just really didn't enjoy this trilogy <laughs> yeah which is hilarious yeah. no not at all i mean i pretty much said everything i had to say about this trilogy and well star wars in general yeah yeah, yeah. i basically I, I like the original three movies obviously this one like I didn't mind it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't my favorite. It was my favorite out of the three movies in this trilogy, but like in Star Wars mm-hmm. as a whole. And then um, episode seven, I like that one. And then the rest of them, I'm like, yeah, we didn't really need to go any further. Nope. Could've just could have just left it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But, but yeah. So uh, you know, those those of you listening, I, I'm sure you could tell through this whole hour. We hated this trilogy. <laughs> but I hope that my synopsis was enough to keep you uh, listening for the whole episode. Okay, so before we close out, as usual, uh, we have an email address where you can send us questions, comments, uh, criticisms on how to improve our show. Um, you can email us at three fates decide at gmail.com it's the title of our podcast all in one word and the three is spelt out and you can also reach us on instagram at three fates decide the three is spelled out and feel free to send us dms let us know what you think we love feedback thanks for listening everyone catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about Because the three fates decide.